When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, man, this is the end of a decade, isn't it, for us? Amazingly, it is. And uh, it's been, uh, this year has felt like a decade, but um, (laughs) uh, I got to tell you, man, there are some things that I'm pretty geeky about, and uh, you know what? This is our podcast, and I'm allowed to just say whatever I damn well please, and so I'm just going to tell you what I liked this year. Yeah. what do you think I, about that? I, I like it. And I, yeah, well, let's just, we're just going to do this. We're just like, we're skipping the interview this week or we skipped one last week too. Uh, you know, it's the holidays. It's the holiday season. Yeah. But no we're just going to talk about, yeah, we're talking about what we geeked out on in 2019. The best, the worst, the average and everything in between, maybe. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, so I'm Andros Sturgeon. And I am Justin Womack. And we are the Marketing Geeks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, man. What a year. What a year. I got to say, this was a this was a crazy, crazy year. And if you want to, if you really want to know how crazy it is, I would listen to the episode. Uh, what episode was that? It was like in March, March or April when I yeah, that, that was the one. March or April. yeah, yeah. Anyway, listen that if you really want to listen to my story, I don't have to repeat it here, but that was like, and that was the most raw I think I've ever been on this podcast. Uh, I recommend it because it's been it's been a ride and a half, man. But uh, yeah, I didn't know what you were talking about, but now I do. Uh, so it was in May twentieth. And it is episode number 51. Okay, so so if you so. want to listen to what happened to me this year, uh, the dust is now settling. I feel like I'm finally, like, recovering from all of it. But, uh, you know, I got to say, the Marketing Geeks podcast has kept me going strong and uh, has given me a lot of uh, of my core energy. So thank you for that. Well, I think about this as, in terms of the decade, too, right? Because, like, I think back to 20, so we, we started 2010. Yeah. In 2010, I had not met my wife yet. Uh-huh. Uh, I was working for Fidelity Insurance. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, a lot changed from there. I, you know, I started working for AAA, and then I had a major car accident, which I haven't even talked about on the show. Um, but, you know, the typical car accident where your car rolls upside down underwater, and you spend a couple months in the ICU, those kind of accidents yeah. happen every day. To so many people. Yeah, to so many people. Uh, well, that happened to me, and that was in 2014, so that was like midway through and then the second half of the decade was my whole entrepreneurial journey where I got out of that and then decided to start my own business instead of working for others and, and that whole journey. So it's been uh, it's like split into two halves for me. Yeah. I have that like that first half of the decade and the second half of the decade. Um, the second half was much more productive, though. Yeah, I should say, because you didn't spend any time in a, in a 
chemically induced coma. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, no, although uh, I had been to Burning Man for most of the decade, so I probably was in a chemically induced coma of a different sort <laughs> during at least for a couple yeah, weeks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we want we we just thought it would be cool to just go over since we're geeks, like what made us geeky this year, and uh, there's been there's been quite a bit. I mean, you know. Uh, TV shows, movies, some books, podcasts, just personal like apps, like games. Uh, and uh, what were the biggest letdowns? And uh, at the end of the show, we'll tell you what what I feel my biggest letdowns were. <laughs> but let's start off with uh, TV, man, because actually I feel uh, I feel that movies are really secondary. In fact, it's it's so funny that we live in a day and age where. Uh, we have trouble sitting through a three-hour movie like The Irishman, but I will binge watch the shit out of stuff, man. I will like, I will watch all of Watchmen in one sitting in eight hours. Well, I may have told you the story, but I did not tell it on the air. I don't think. Um, on Thanksgiving, I was at my brother's place uh, for Thanksgiving, and I was forced to sleep on the couch because they have a limited number of beds and my son and all this going on. And uh, so I was going to watch The Irishman, but I'm like, oh, wait, it's three hours and 30 minutes. I'm not going to do that. So I started watching the Paul Rudd show on Netflix. I don't even remember what it's called. The Paul Rudd show. And I, lo and behold, um, episode one, I do the entire season, which was like four and a half hours. Crazy. <laughs> no problem. Crazy. But I can't sit through The Irishman. That's three hours and 20 minutes. I know. I and it's Scorsese. It. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not sure. It's you know what it is, is also and I, I, I hate to admit this, but. Uh, I think that I, my brain has been so rewired with short attention span, just, you know, my phone and, and my tablet and everything going on, uh, that I, 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 I get so easily distracted. Like an hour's good. I can get up, I can get like, you know, drink something, make some food, come back, watch another hour. But if I got to sit and concentrate for like three hours, it's, it's like, that's stretching it for me, man. There's something that happens when the episode ends it's like a, you have like a break point, even though I don't usually take a break, but it's like, oh, okay, I just finished this one. Maybe I'll just start the next one. It's just like, it, it's like, it's like micro goals, you know, you're setting micro goals for yourself. But like when you take, when you tackle this big chunk, this three hour and 20 minute Irishman movie, that's like a macro goal. And that's, so this is, this is a metaphor for life right here. It's true. It's true. It's, we're talking about doing a 5k versus a marathon, right? So, uh, and, and, and I want to talk about the, the Irishman, but, uh, let me give you my top favorite TV things. Okay. In order. Okay. Number one, hands down Watchmen that, uh, not only blew me away. I was, I was, I was so, in fact, I haven't seen the last two episodes, uh, but I'm so impressed by that show that, uh, it, it is so next level. It is so next level. If you haven't seen Watchmen, um, I do recommend that you read the graphic novel first. If you don't have time to read the graphic novel, at least see the movie, the Zack Snyder movie. But uh, but but the Watchmen. It's very rare that you're going to plug Zack Snyder too. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the movie, yeah, the movie was okay. The movie was was okay. But the the graphic novel's pretty good. The the show is next level. Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Man, that show is unbelievably great. Uh, Elizabeth Moss. Uh, it's just, I mean, yes, it's a paranoid liberal fantasy. However, the show is done extremely well. Uh, I really liked Umbrella Academy. I really, really liked it. I found it to be uh, pretty solid uh, as a show. Uh, Stranger Things season four, also a lot of fun. Um, 
I wouldn't, wouldn't say it was like the best thing ever, but it, it, it was fun and it was definitely worth my time. Uh, and I rewatched the leftovers, uh, which I thought is one of the best shows ever created. Um, and then and you tried, you tried to rescue it when we interviewed the Netflix guy, but you failed. No, no, that was the, that was the OA. Oh, that, that was the OA. Which, that's right. I'm mixing them up. Which, okay. Which uh, the OA also one of my favorite things of the year. And I, I would recommend that I would put that on the list, but I, I, I'm so disappointed. Like that was in fact, I, I, that's actually probably tops my biggest letdowns of the year, which we'll get to later, but, uh, the OA. And then, uh, finally, uh, I, I kind of liked you, on Netflix, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is definitely a strange show because you don't like everybody's pretty unlikable in that show. It's like there's no one to yeah. like. And so um, I, I that's one of the shows I watched. I watched you. I watched the Brawl Academy. Uh, I enjoyed you quite a bit. Yeah. And and I, but I like those kind of things. I like the, the it's, it's like the stalkery possible serial killer vibe guy sure you know and and season season <laughs> two is uh out now but i haven't been like super thrilled to like i mean i will see it but it's not like at the top of my list yeah well I, I, there's not much uh television wise on the top of my list at this moment um and i already saw star wars the rise of skywalker which we could talk about in a, in a few minutes here but um the other ones i want to i want to add here because my favorite show of the entire year and i mentioned this earlier in the year is the show dark on netflix which is mm. all time travel it's a uh, it's a German show. It's it's uh, it's dubbed to English or subtitled to English. Uh, I just love that show. It's so brilliantly written. Like the writers actually, this is what you do. This is how you do a trilogy. This is how you do like a trilogy because it's a three season arc. Um, you actually map it out in advance. It's a it's oh, amazing. No kidding. Like you never. I mean, most people don't think of this. Um, like really? you know, Kathleen Kennedy, Star Wars. Like of course they thought you know movie movie movie. But if you actually map out the arc of the story in advance. Uh, it ends up not being a complete cluster. No way. Like you actually <laughs> take some time to like figure out a story. <laughs> Which is what? Okay. So let me just do like two cents on the, on the rise of Skywalker. Like the, my biggest pet peeve with that movie is that they did not, they did nothing to map out the arc ahead of time. It's blatantly obvious. You have JJ Abrams doing episode seven, the force awakens. You have Ryan Johnson doing episode eight, the last Jedi. And you have JJ Abrams returning for episode nine, the rise of Skywalker. Uh, the Last Jedi completely departs from everything J.J. set up in The Force Awakens and like ignores it or discounts it or completely eliminates it. And then J.J. decided that he's going to now undo everything Ryan Johnson did in The Last Jedi. And he's going to uh, basically create his version of Episode 8 and 9 into a one one two hour movie, which just, you know, it's it is so, what it is. It's not it's not the worst thing. It's OK, but it's it's just you could just tell like. This could have been this, there. Like the elements are here for something good. It's just, you rushed it, and you, yeah, it fails. Yeah, and and you know the thing is, is that is that when when uh, the trouble with with that whole trilogy, and and you know, I think we're jumping ahead uh, right now to to, but Star Wars definitely deserves its own sort of thing. I have not seen the movie yet, which is wild because. Uh, when I was seven, Star Wars came out in 1977. It changed my life. I mean, it literally changed my life. I saw this movie and I was like, oh my God, everything's different. Like I had Star Wars everything. I got my mother to to buy the Star Wars action figures. Do you know the story of the Star Wars action figures? This is kind of, uh, so for those of you who don't know, there's a whole thing about this. I grew up with a, I grew up with a lot of them because my brother had so them. So check this uh, out. My older brother. This is, yeah. this, is, this is kind of crazy. This is such a tangent. But uh, when, when George Lucas was making Star Wars, the studio saw the cut 
uh, without the effects. And they, they were, you know, if you take away the effects of Star Wars, take away the music, you just have like shitty dialogue and just, you know, it's not a great film uh, at the end of the day. So they were and, blockbuster. The studios were blockbuster and George Lucas was Netflix in this situation. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sort of. And, and so, so they, they basically said, look, you know, we don't know if we want to even fund the rest of this movie where they blow up the Death Star. It's a big special effects sequence. They rescued the princess. Can't we just leave it there? And uh, he was like, no, that we have to, we have to see this thing through to the end. And so what he did was he said, look, uh, here's the deal. I will forego my director fee, which was like 20 grand. If you give me the sequel rights and the merchandising rights and the studio heads kind of looked at each other and they're like, what star Wars action figures. Ha ha ha. ha. <laughs> so, so the movie came out in, and uh, it was playing like a limited release at man's Chinese theater and man, it just went bananas. There were, there were lines around the block. It was like crazy. And so uh, for weeks. And so they realized, Oh, Oh, well, maybe the Star Wars merchandising thing has something to it, but they didn't make this action figures because they didn't think that they would they would sell. And Christmas was coming up. So what they did was they sold basically a uh, like something that you could redeem for the action figures later. And they sent it to you in the mail. You bought it. They sent it to you in the mail and it was a little package and you 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 opened it up and it basically uh, there was your Star Wars action figures later, but but it, it, the only thing they could sell was just like this is good redeemable for Star Wars action figure, uh, and I got that, and it had like it was uh, it was Luke, Obi Wan, uh, Han Solo, and Princess Leia, I think, uh, and uh, apparently that package unopened is worth an ungodly amount of money. And, uh, but that's, I, that's I had good business right there. Good marketing too, though. We, we got to talk about that. I mean, like to, to pre-sell when you don't even have the product available and to have the foresight to, to get that done. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they had to sell something and, uh, they, they went into overtime to, to make it happen. But, uh, but I had that, I had the Star Wars, I had Star Wars everything. And so when Empire Strikes Back came, Empire Strikes Back came out, I was like, oh, this is the, you know, I, I, it was, it was unbelievably cool for me. Uh, like the best thing ever. If I knew that there was going to be a whole string of star Wars movies, I would have flipped my lid. Uh, and if, if, if I had gone back in time and told my, you know, 10 year old self, you know what? Star Wars is going to be a big disappointment in life. (laughs) I would have just looked at this old man and been like, who the fuck are you, man? Like what happened to you? you? And I would just look at him with a thousand yard stare, my young self. And I would just say, star Wars happened to me, my friend, and it will happen to you too. (laughs) You're going to waste a good chunk of your life on star Wars. If you don't get out now. (laughs) Yeah. I I would just tell him, look, just learn code and make an app. That's forget star Wars. It's going to let you down. But, uh, but, but overall, yeah. So, so I, I haven't seen it. I, and I have no desire to see it. Uh, and it's, it's really sad because you would think that, that they finally got a hold of this property. Disney had been doing so well with, uh, Marvel. They should have, but they, but that's what they were thinking. They were thinking Star Wars universe instead of like stories that lead to something. Yeah. Uh, and so we had, unfortunately, Solo, Rogue One, which was admirable, okay. yeah. an admirable achievement. It was as good as the Mandalorian, which is Whatever. I mean, I'm, I I saw like half of it. Baby Yoda. Oh, it's cute. Whatever. But I. <laughs> what uh, a merchandise opportunity there, huh? Baby Yoda. Oh we're man, gonna, we're gonna sell uh, yeah. the shit out of Baby Yoda. Yeah, I, I. It's just, it's just, it's just yet another like. 
like how can we print money you know it, it, <laughs> and uh and yes star wars fans are very hard to please but you know what it's like it's like at least like take some time with this so i, I maybe somewhere in the future they'll like say you know what we're going to take those three star wars movies and we're going to pretend they never happened uh but and and i said this before and i stand by it the fatal flaw in the new trilogy is that if you have luke uh leia han the whole the whole old crew and you don't put them on screen together at least once and you kill han solo so it could never happen i think i think personally carrie fisher just checked out because she's like you know what fuck this i'm out star wars you disappointed me if you go on youtube and just look up mark hamill he he did a whole interview series like just trying to tell fans ahead of time, like this is going to disappoint you. This is God going to be him. bad. And he, and then even said like he was reading the script and he was talking about like a scene in the force awakens where I think like there's, they show a lightsaber in the snow that comes out of the, it comes out of, like with the force power. And he's like, Oh, that's going to be my entrance. That's going to be my entrance. Luke Skywalker's going to be there. Uh, and then we're going to go, we're going to go see Han die. So there's like actually closure to all this. And, uh, and, and then they're like, Ray catches the lightsaber and you know, she's never done anything and just has that power. So, yeah. <laughs> man i anyway it's that's that's uh, that's a little preview of yeah. uh and maybe we'll do know, oh. maybe we'll do a bonus episode where we just do a, a rant on on star wars the rise of skywalker but let's let's move on back to tv here because the only ones we I, I don't think we've covered are um rick and morty uh rick oh. and morty season whatever four or five yeah well rick and morty is in its own category and and you know it's look you either love rick and morty uh, unfortunately uh, my wife doesn't iris lovely woman yeah one of my friends hates it but i i think um if you go back and start with season one like they've really evolved the show a lot so it's almost like don't start with season one start with season yeah. two <laughs> yeah no uh and uh and uh i think i think it's decent uh i mean just well written it's funny i i mean but it, it's not it's not for everybody now a show that i just started watching uh because my son started watching it actually who's five and he's cute as hell uh star versus the forces of evil that's on disney plus it's been running now for about five seasons i i looked into it and it turns out it's got like like everybody loves the show um highly highly recommend it star versus the forces of evil and uh, it's very, very lovely. I, I just barely started watching it, but I'm going to go back and I'm actually going to, uh, there's a few kid shows that I really like. Steven universe adventure time, uh, our top, top notch, uh, word, shows. word party, word party, man, word party. Uh huh. No, you don't like it. Yeah. Uh, what's on Netflix word party. Yeah. Jim Henson's, uh, company did it. So it's, oh. uh, it's pretty decent. I like word Absolutely. party. My kid dances to the theme music. It's, it's fun. I like oh, it. Well, you know, that's all, that's all you um, can for. Yeah. Last, last show that I will just mention, I've I mentioned this one on prior episodes is succession on HBO, which is like a satire, a satire on business. It's like loosely based on, I, I would say like the Murdoch Fox news family. Um, and it's loosely based cause the story doesn't really follow anything like that, but that's like the type of family that you're following in this show. And the dad, the dad almost dies in the first episode and all the children are fighting over the rights to take over the empire and it, it makes for good television. So it's a great, it's a fun show. Uh, season two was uh, better than season one, I think. So, yeah. Oh, well, I'll definitely check it out. I mean, uh, there's actually the Murdoch family is, uh, uh, there is some real drama there between the two brothers and the future of. Uh, well, it's of, this uh, is loosely. This is I just say that because they just own a conservative news outlet in the show, yeah, but this is not really, it's not really too much tied there beyond that well i will it it it, it i will I, I know nothing about the show so uh, based on your recommendation i will uh, definitely see it it's on hbo 
So let's let's cover a few like uh, so biz, let's go, let's do like a little bit of business here, um, and then we'll get back into like uh, movies and some things. But like sure. for like business books, um, I want to mention a couple. I, I actually just finished Atomic Habits, um, which is one of the best books I've read in not not just like this year, but in quite a while, maybe of all time even. It's uh it's really 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 good, and um, it it basically it, it breaks down like goal setting and how to build effective habits. And like, it even talks about like the idea of creating like micro habits. And it almost goes back to that Netflix thing where you can't watch uh, the Irishman, but you can watch, you know, an episodic series because uh-huh. like you're giving yourself like these micro goals, like your micro goals. Oh, I can commit to 30 minutes. And, you know, once 30 minutes is up, then, then I can reassess and then maybe continue to do it. But I can't commit to three and a half hours. That's a different that's a different level of commitment. So it's it's kind of funny, but that actually somewhat plays into it. Um, I get it. it, it yeah, you, you should really check it out. It's uh, it's heavy on uh, it's heavy on the science. It's it's just like amazing, amazing book um, written by James Clear, who I, I don't I don't know a ton about the author, uh, but it's got a, it goes heavily into like biopsychology and like uh, neuroscience, which is stuff that I've studied in the past, which uh, so I. Maybe we can get him on the show. Yeah, we could we could try. It's worth a try. Reach out to him. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, uh, any other books that you would recommend? Uh, the other book is uh, Story Brand. So how to build, I think it's called How to Build a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Uh, that book is it's like a Joseph Campbell 2.0 type of thing. So it's really huh. just breaking down like how you can use story and marketing. So it's it's very heavy into the hero's journey. They actually breaks down all the elements of the hero's journey. He does it a little bit different than Joseph Campbell does, but pretty similar talks about movies like star Wars and things like that. So if you, if you followed like Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey, and you know a little bit about that, you're really going to like this book. Uh, but he really ties it into how you can position your customer as the hero in the journey. So like your business is not the hero, your customer is the hero and you're taking them on a journey. Um, really, really fascinating book. It's got, it's gained a lot of steam and there's like a whole, there's whole communities forming around that uh, story brand framework. Hmm. And there's, uh, they, they certify people in it now and everything. So it's a, it's a, it's a pretty big business. Uh, I, but I really enjoyed the book and he's got a new book coming out in 2020. I forget the title, but I'll be checking that one out too. Nice, so man. Donald, Donald Miller again is the author. I, uh, I read, uh, uh a few I- interesting, uh, marketing books, but nothing, nothing really stuck out to me, uh, this year, I have to say. Uh, but I, I, so I decided to, um, uh, cause I, if you, for those of you who know me, uh, I tend to try to jam as much information into my cranium as possible. So I listen to audiobooks at like two and a half times the speed, uh, podcasts too. I also, uh, will sometimes simultaneously read news articles while I'm listening to a podcast, <laughs> which <laughs> blows my mind. I can't do that. <laughs> I, I, you know, but, but the thing is, is that I went through this, I had this kind of revelation after, uh, I took a whole bunch of mushrooms and I, uh, I, I realized like the, 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 it doesn't make me necessarily smarter. Whoops. It doesn't necessarily make me smarter. It just, it just like puts information into my brain, like information overload, which isn't necessarily a good thing. There's enough, there's enough information out there about how that is not, good for you. So I, I stopped reading informational, uh, books and I started reading fiction 
again. And uh, I decided to revisit some of the uh, the the Stephen King's earlier works. So I I uh, did uh, I I read uh, the Dark Tower and I read uh, the Shining. And the Shining is. Mm. Absolutely great. If you haven't, like, if you just want a good solid book, it's great. And I read it because Dr. Sleep was coming out and I thought I'll go see Dr. Sleep afterwards. But then uh, I didn't really have any desire to see Dr. Sleep. Quick tangent on Stephen King, because this comes back to the idea of the rights of filmmakers that now. So anyone that wrote like an original script gets the rights to the movies back after 30 years. That's like a new law that's coming to force. And that's that's why James Cameron got Terminator back. That's why. Gail Ann Hurd will also have co-ownership of Terminator in like next year or something like that. Uh, but the, it's a matter of when you apply, you have to apply for it also. So she didn't apply on time uh-huh. um, for, for the next movie, but they, so pet cemetery was uh, Stephen King is about to get the rights back to pet cemetery, but he doesn't have them yet. So the, whoever had them like cranked out that pet cemetery remake in this year, earlier this year, just because they wanted to oh, milk really? it for money. And and basically kind of insult him on the way out because they're like, oh, we're going to we're going to ruin this. And now you can't reboot it for another 10 years or or whatnot. Um, <laughs> I, 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 heard it's, I heard it's terrible. I heard it's terrible, but I haven't seen it. Um, I, I saw it chapter one and two. And I didn't I mean, I don't know. I didn't think much of it, but some people like it. Yeah. Well, I, I uh, uh, you know, Stephen King movies don't translate well, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, but his books are, are are very entertaining, and so I I, uh, I I and I and I'm reading right now. Uh, my son, I'm reading to him the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and mm. uh, he he's digging it. He's digging the best it. the best translated Stephen King movie, The Shawshank Redemption, because of it's not not a horror movie. So of course, of course. So uh, so my top movies of the year. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, can't wait. So uh, in no particular order, uh, I I uh, and this is uh, where our next show is actually going to be predictions for uh for 2020 and uh one of my predictions for, and beyond and beyond one of my <laughs> predictions for 2019 was that joker was going to be an utter flop and i really liked it i really liked joker i thought i did too i thought it was great yeah. i thought it was really good uh midsummer was uh like kind of a a, a wicker man reboot uh, I, I gotta see that i i saw that other, that guy the director that did midsummer did was it called hereditary yeah, I think he did Her- last year? yeah which is which is very, it's a good movie uh hereditary was a good moody horror movie so I'm, I, I want to see Midsummer, but I did not see it. Yet. Yeah, I I, uh, I I I recommend it. Uh, I, I, of course, Endgame, Captain Marvel, Spider Man: Far From Home came out. Those were all fun movies. I, yeah, Endgame, of course, was the the biggest. Uh, yeah. I, I I like quite I quite liked it, and it, it actually I, I revisited Endgame, um, which I don't I don't watch many movies twice anymore. But I revisited Endgame and it held up nicely. Yeah, no, those those were all fine, fun. I mean, it's what movies were made for. You go to the movies, you check your brain at the door, uh, you know, get your popcorn and uh, have fun with it. So love those movies. Vice, I thought was really good. Uh, I thought that the performance, I think that even came out. That was a lot. I think that was last year. But last you probably year. saw it this year. But I probably yeah. saw it. Yeah, I did see it this year. And then, uh, um, of course, uh, what I, else? I really, by the way, just. But I really liked Vice. Like I, like I love like any any all the movies that um what's his name that does those movies? It's Adam something. He did he did Anchorman, but he also did 
uh, he did the big short and he did, uh, he actually produces succession, the show I watch oh, okay. and he did vice. Oh, so that, it's, it's all the same guys. And like okay. Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell produces all three of them too, I believe. Yeah. Well, vice was great just from the standpoint of the, the performance that Christian Bale turned in. And, uh, and, Rums- and uh, Steve Carell as Rumsfeld was good. Oh really yeah. Good too. Yeah. No, yeah. The, the whole thing, the whole thing was solid. And if you don't know the story of, of, of like, of of like dick cheney it it lays it out pretty well there's no like it's yeah it's it's definitely has its liberal bent but there's no denying any of this stuff happened so uh it's it's still i think anyone can enjoy that movie though yeah yeah absolutely so uh overall but uh you know not a big not a big year for movies uh overall there was nothing that really just made me go oh my god that was the best thing ever joker Uh, joker was a it like it did what well. it was good. I was surprised too. I, yeah. I, I kind of thought it wouldn't be so great. Um, I want to add just a couple here though. So knives out I saw, which oh. is, uh, Ryan Johnson, the last Jedi director, but when he's not doing star Wars and he's not messing with previously established mythology, he's a great director and a great writer. Yeah. I, I, so, I would, I hope they do like three or four more of those. I loved it. I love yeah. knives out. And I just love, uh, I love like detective style or what are you going to call it? Like whodunit movies. It was, it was fun. Great. It was like it was clue the fun. movie. Um, Under the Silver Lake, which, of course, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed and praised on the show. Uh, Andres finally saw it. You finally saw it. Yeah. And, I and think it's, it's weird. Were, it's I, weird. I think it's you're a, a bigger one. fan. I think you're a bigger fan than I am. Yep. But I also I also spent like an hour or two in like just looking on Reddit and reading like all the ciphers and hidden hidden codes in the movie. And I, I got really involved in that. So I might I might like the idea of the movie better than the movie. But I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> definitely. So, uh, and, uh, what else? Any other, uh, Oh, uh, as an honorable mention, I did see the report with Adam driver mm. and, uh, I liked it. It, I, it was, again, it's it, movies like that are always hard for me to watch because look, I'm a news junkie. I know the stories of all this stuff. Like I, I read all the reports that come out. I do the journalism. I'm actually, I, I, I actually read the Warren or the, uh, uh, the Mueller report. I read the whole thing cover to cover. Uh, I read the transcript. You know, I read. Uh, I, I saw the hearings. Uh, everything. I knew about the torture report before uh, the movie came out. But it's a, it's a nice way to kind of lay it out and explains kind of what like it, it, those movies are hard for me to watch though. Uh, but yeah. it, it, if you don't know like what really happened in uh, in some of these black sites, it it it's a pretty good summary. Yeah, I'll list off a few here, and I'm just gonna—I'm not gonna go deep on these, but um, my my the ones I loved. I, I, so I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have a, a bit of an—you know—it was—it has uh, like the the ending threw me off a little bit, and I'm not, I'm not going to talk about what that is, but uh, it, it threw me off a little bit, and and I get it. I get what he was doing, and I've I've seen his other movie. I've seen Inglorious Bastards, which is kind of similar in the yeah. style. Um, but I did, I did enjoy it. It was a good movie. It's a, it's kind of a character build. Um, and I, I really liked, I liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, John Wick three is a good turn your brain off action. I mean, it's the same as the other All ones. Right. I think it's All as right. good as the other ones or as, I mean, one is the best, but like, it's as good as two. I, I, I'm getting tired of senseless violence. I got to tell you. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I remember when I was watching two, even like at, at some point it's like, the reason that John Wick one was so cool was because it was like a style of uh, action you'd never seen before, kind of like, and then now it's just like the same thing over and over and over. And he, you know, he's shooting people in the face and like, it's pretty violent. So it's violent. Um, Disappointments, uh, dark Phoenix. Well, I can't even call it a disappointment. We kind of, I mean, if you, 
you do any if you if you follow movies like we do we are, are we doing biggest to... letdowns let's let's say biggest letdowns because i there's a there's, okay there's a few more well, things then, that i want to touch on my uh, last my last honorable mention then is the two fire festival docs that led to our hmm. fire festival podcast episode which you can listen to in the 2019 marketing geeks podcast uh album it's That's an album right. now <laughs> it is the greatest um, and uh, and uh, I'm sure there's other movies, but we'll uh, oh, we still remember, yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, and then finally, uh, for uh, podcasts, like I've really got into mm. podcasts this year. Like I I was became a bit of a podcast junkie, so much so that I had to like back off uh, a little yeah, bit. Well, you get into the, you get into all the, the different topics. I only listen to business podcasts. So you, you got, you listen to like all kinds of different topics. Oh man. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, but, but the, but the, some of the, but I, I love real journalism, like journalism, like, so like where reporters go out and they interview people and you, it's not just like, uh, you know, hearsay. One of the, one of the best, you know, absolute, I think, I think everyone should really listen to this podcast is one called conspiracy land and conspiracy land was uh, produced by Yahoo news. And what it's about is uh, if, do you know the story of Seth rich? Are you familiar with Seth rich? Um, I'm, I'm familiar with stories of Seth rich. I don't know which ones are true. And okay. So, so, so <laughs> for, for the uninitiated Seth rich was a person who worked or volunteered for Hillary Clinton's campaign. And there's a and, lot of conspiracy. There's a lot of various conspiracy theories around his, right. And so the poor kid, he was like young and he was on his way home from one night and he got shot and killed. And there was like all sorts of speculation because like his watch wasn't taken and his jewelry was Hillary knocked it. Hillary killed him. And of course, like like Hillary (laughs) killed him. And but if you want to find out where the Seth Rich story of Hillary killing him came from and that he apparently had information that he was leaking to WikiLeaks and all of that. They they said that he was like the source of the. Right. Right. And then Hillary had him killed and blah, 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 blah. If you really want to hear like where the rumors started from like what happened listen to conspiracy land because they break it down into like once you hear it you're like oh most likely the poor kid was just shot because there's a rash of uh crimes that were happening at the time and his watch was it wasn't stolen probably because like someone when they didn't mean to kill him and when he was dead they just ran uh but also just like where the the information started coming from and how it kind of reverberated onto in eventually getting to Fox News eventually getting to uh the president of the United States uh, tweeting Twitter it. account and when you <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's it's like you they, they they really follow the trail and when you listen to the whole thing you're like oh my god this is bananas this is bananas so uh i i, I highly recommend conspiracy land uh and then if you just want a summary of just like what's going on the daily is great today explained is great the intelligence is great well, those those Really are amazing podcasts. I'll, I'll give a shout out to two of my uh, my clients who I, I do a lot of the management for the shows also. Um, but uh, Matt Browning, the, the Driven Entrepreneur, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a really good show. It's a, Love that guy. Yeah, he's, he does a combo of uh, teaching episodes. He's, his background is neuro-linguistic programming. That's what he teaches with his business. And uh, he has uh, he has very, uh, very strong guests. Some of the ones we've had on our show have been on his show. Um, and then uh, the other one I, I manage right now is his name is Charles Godet, and his podcast is called uh, Beyond Seven Figures. And it's he he basically interviews only business owners that have run you know million dollar plus businesses, often often uh, multi million. 
and it's a like it's those are some serious conversations like uh it, it's not, that show has not picked up a, a huge following yet but it's uh it's a newer show and it's it's like he he pulls people out of like the young entrepreneurs council where the qualification hmm. is you have to be um you know million dollar business or beyond then they verify it they verify your financials to get in there and he pulls people out of the inc 5000 like the fastest growing companies things like that um so the, the quality of guests on that show are um, top notch and he's got some great questions. Uh, he's heavily involved in, he was heavily involved in like the Tony Robbins programs, like from his background. Um, huh. So he's, it's a, it's a good show. Um, but I, I also, at, the, at this time I'm doing, I'm editing the shows. Um, and the other, the only one was I give a shout out to are I, I watch more on YouTube than podcasts, but they are podcasts are um, Joe Rogan and uh, actually this guy, Patrick, but David, who does valuetainment on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he I actually almost worked for his company, which is PH called PHP in Ventura. And I, um, I met him for like five minutes. So I didn't really meet him, but I got to meet him sort of. <laughs> I met him. He didn't meet me. How's that? <laughs> um and he's got he he now like within a year that guy's blown up his or within two years he's blown up from like barely any views to now i think he's like 1.5 million subscribers oh, and wow. he's had like he's now had i mean he runs a a cent a million dollar business so it's a big business but um but he's had people like mark cuban and he's had like big big names um people that we haven't had yet like you know cuban and billionaires like that <laughs> i want cuban we, we should, yeah, we, we need should. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, if you're listening, which we know you are. He's one of our seven listeners. <laughs> um, uh, this falls into the next category, which is just like uh, software and apps. But uh, Autumn, which uh, Autumn is a app that uh, it's basically they read uh, articles from really good uh, journalistic magazines like The New Yorker and Rolling Stone, uh, Mother Jones, Outdoor Magazine. And uh, I've been listening to a lot of high quality articles with uh, Autumn. The app itself sucks banana bread. And uh, I have to tell you, like, if you're listening, Autumn people, you got to you got to do something about that app. There's so many better interfaces out there. Like, I don't know what you're doing, but uh, it but the but the app itself, it costs like seven bucks a month. Totally worth it. So if you really want to listen to like some good like journalism, uh, do it. Yeah, I don't really have any. I don't really have any apps um, the, to recommend. So, what else you got? Well, I got uh, musician. I learned. I, I bought a guitar, and uh, I have a a, 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 um, a, a, a a what is it? A Fender Squire Telecaster, and uh, I've been learning how to play guitar. And uh, or as my wife says, uh, chinging, chinging upstairs. Because uh, you know, it, you you play along to like backing tracks. It's it's gamified. It's pretty great. But uh, uh, when uh, when when she hears me playing it, she's not hearing the music in my headphones. So to her, it just sounds like ching 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 <laughs> ching ching. And so so I ching, but I'm rocking out, man. Um, and I also uh, have been playing with Rocksmith, which is an older game. But I, I've been uh, shredding on and that, the guitar. Is that the one that like you actually use a real guitar for that one? Yeah, it's like Guitar Hero with a real guitar. And, and so I, 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 you know, part of it is my philosophy a few years ago when I played Diablo 2. This was in the 90s. Uh, I had a two-week vacation, and I just I was like, I got a few days. I'll buy Diablo 2. It's on sale. I'll play it. And then two weeks went by, and I finished the game. But I was like, what, what did I just do? Like, nothing. I did nothing. I was planning on going on a vacation. 
nothing. So uh, at that point, I was like, video games are dangerous and I, you need to keep them away from me because in the time <laughs> that it takes me to finish a video game, I could learn a real skill in life. But the thing I like about Rocksmith and Musician is that it combines the two. So it's gamification, but I'm playing a guitar and I'm learning guitar at the same time. So uh, and also on that same vein, uh, I've been learning a lot of Dutch. Uh, I just got my five-year residency card, which is great. So now I qualify in two years. I can get my Dutch passport, which is awesome. I've become a Dutch citizen. So I've been learning. Uh, there's two apps that I use, uh, which is Babbel, which has been pretty good for me, and uh, another one called Drops. So uh, I've been learning languages and learning guitar. So Pretty, pretty good stuff there. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I think... Um like software app wise, I like app sumo comes to mind. Oh, well, <laughs> which is like I, almost becoming, well, not almost, I think it's becoming more of a vice than a, uh, than an asset at some points in my, in my life. You know what we need to do in 2020 is we need to review, uh, every app sumo purchase that we make. You know, yeah, I like that. I like that. Cause so if you don't know what AppSumo is, AppSumo.com is a lifetime license. Um, they have, they have software companies, SaaS companies that put out their products uh, early on to help fund the companies and they provide lifetime licenses for a limited period of time. So you can go there. That's a marketplace of different softwares. They're all business related that you can get a lifetime license to. Um, some of them are big hits. Some of them are total misses. And uh, but sometimes so you buy stuff and you're like, you get it like $49 for a lifetime. And then there's, there are tools that I use like daily. Uh, that yeah, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, some of them. I mean, like Espionage, we both got. Oh my which God, is, that's uh, so good. That's a great, great tool. That's actually taken off. I mean, that's actually a lot of people pay monthly for that now. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's like one of the ones that really took off. Yeah. So, so occasionally you get one, sometimes you pay for something and you're like, I'll use this eventually. And then you never do. Uh, but, uh, but I, 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 yeah. So if you don't want to spend a lot of money, then, uh, don't go to, uh, AppSumo, but so man, I was thinking, uh, before we wrap this up, maybe we mention our favorite like interviews and uh, some of the memorable moments of marketing geeks, or should we save that for the next episode? Let's save that for the next episode. We gotta, we gotta, cause I think that's all that deserves its own. Uh, this, this is more like the movie book media, yeah. all that, our favorites, favorite stuff. Okay. Like, also, I think that should probably should be in the front of the episode. Also too. known as the episode <laughs> that if you've listened this far, man, you are a marketing, you geeks are a fan. fan. You I are wanna, a fan. If you've made it, we want to hear from yeah. you. We want to hear like what your favorite stuff was. In fact, uh, one of the things that I'm going to do i do this every year is i i list my favorite like the music that i found during the year so we'll put a link to my spotify playlist of like my personal like discoveries for uh 2020 uh for music because that's a whole other thing i'm, a, I'm a, such a music nerd um and then finally we've got uh the biggest letdowns <laughs> yep you want to start? Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got some gripes that I'm, I'm going to try not to. Oh my god, I can't wait. First of all, top of the list, um, the OA. Like whoever made the decision to cancel the OA, shame on you, shame <laughs> on you. The OA. I remember, like when I saw season one of the OA, I'm like, this is a decent show. When season two was over, I was like, this show is so next level. It has blown my stinking mind. And uh, then they were like, no, canceled. And I, I was like, no, because they, you know, there was like so many cliffhangers, not even an end movie, nothing. It was just like, that's it. 
so big. At least give them like a, a, a half season to close it out, right? Something. Or just say, okay, we'll do one more season because there's a big fan base. But, you know, it also, it's like one of those things that it like kind of turned me off of Netflix a little bit. Like now it's like, you know, F you and your whole service. Because like if I like a show you may just cancel it. So I'm not going to invest my time in your dumb shows anymore. Too risky. Too risky. Too risky. Too risky. So, uh, so Netflix, you have, you are my, uh, one of my biggest letdowns. Boom. Uh, mm. uh, dark fate, Terminator, dark fate. <laughs> Did you see it? Did you see no, it? no, you still haven't seen no, it. <laughs> I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to like, I, I got better things to do with my time, but, uh, it's well. like, come on guys. Like you have, you have all the resources in the world. You- you had like, I mean, James Cameron had 20 years to brainstorm this, 30 years, whatever it was. Like, come on. That's all you could come up with. That's it. But you know what? Here's the thing. This is the thing that 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 bothers me a little bit. Uh, he also had been working on Attila Battle Angel for a very long time. Yeah, I got yeah. about halfway through it. It was whatever. It was OK. Uh, but like because Dark Fate was obviously and if you want to if, if you want to listen to our little mini review of dark fate where we spoil it uh that's a, that was an episode a few episodes ago yeah, um november ish yeah. yeah but uh but uh i i don't have a lot of hope for the avatar movies now i really don't i don't know though because james cameron is such a perfectionist the one thing i do like about that is that he's basically done filming like avatar 2 and 3 already and it's still two years out from release so he he's such a perfectionist that like he I don't know. He there's a chance that it can still be good, but I, I've, my 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 hope has dropped significantly. I will say that. Yeah. And, but not not even that. Avatar's that great. I mean, it's good. Yeah. I like Avatar, and it was. I thought it was fun. And it's fun. Uh, I don't it's know. competent. Yeah. It you yeah. know, but it hasn't aged well. You know. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. Well, my, you know, I'm. I'm, but, I'm but again, James Cameron I'm, like just has street cred because this is the guy that yeah. did the terminator one and two he did aliens he did true lies he did of course uh, no his resume abyss. is impeccable he did, abyss. Yeah. He did titanic he did avatar yeah so i mean no he's he's like he's got he's solid he, he, even his worst movies are still good you know so yeah we will see uh <clears throat> disney plus overall kind of a letdown um uh, you know, you what I was hoping for, what I was really hoping for was that s- since they have 20th Century Fox, I was hoping that there would be like a whole library of like older adult oriented films. Like I was I was expecting that, actually. But apparently they're I think they're moving all that into Hulu because they now have a controlling stake of Hulu. Yeah, but I, 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 I mean, I get it. You want to you know, it's like double the but but. I don't know. I mean, and on top of that, because first of all, the selection is okay. It's not great. It's okay. It's good for kids. Good it's for kids. great for kids. Uh, I have a kid, so it's perfect. Uh, but I was also hoping like when, when the Mandalorian was announced and I was like, John Favreau, he's pretty competent. I was hoping that this was going to be like next level. And unfortunately it's okay. And it was, it was, yeah. It was kind of like a little slap in the face uh, with, with, on top of all, the whole Star Wars thing. Like I was thinking like, well, maybe Star Wars can tra- transition to like a good TV property, right? Like Game of Thrones levels without like season eight, uh, which is also I, I actually haven't seen the last episode of of season eight of Game of Thrones because everyone says it was so disappointing. Probably a letdown there. Yeah. yeah so I didn't I, I, I've had enough letdowns in this uh, in this year. 
so Disney Plus, you're let down. And Mandalorian, I'm sorry, Baby Yoda did not save that show. <laughs> it may have it may have made some money at the at the toy store, but it didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've only seen the first episode of Mandalorian, and um, I don't know. I just didn't. It didn't do anything for me. And I, I think Star Wars as a whole has been like dropping in my priorities over yeah, time of course so. and, and that's why you know there's a new star wars movie out i have not seen it uh but uh but also the trouble with the mandalorian is when you have an entire show where you don't see the main character's face it it makes it it makes it kind of rough it makes it well, you can't you can't communicate emotions as, as effectively right right now uh, the other thing i don't like about disney plus though is they they, did, they made the decision which i think it's fine that to drip out episodes instead of binge you know of releasing them all simultaneously so like netflix does so it's like one week at a time episode 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 and i'm not that against that hbo still does that a lot of channels do that um but i i they only had one original show or like one big original show i guess they had a couple but the one big original show at launch and I was, and they announced like what, like ten Marvel shows, and none of them were ready. <laughs> yeah, I thought for sure there was gonna be at least like one or two Marvel shows, but like all of them come out like end of twenty twenty. Like, there's really like no like other like exciting content coming out till like I think it's late late to end twenty twenty. So exactly, exactly. So uh, Disney Plus, uh, kind of a letdown. Okay, well, we'll, we'll have to revisit in a year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and of course we already talked about Star Wars uh, in general, uh, Dark Phoenix. Oh, come on, man. First of all, here's the problem with Dark Phoenix. You you get you get the guy. Did you see this one? Did you see this one? No, I did. I did. No. See I know you, you jumped on that grenade for both of us. Uh, I'm a big Marvel fan. I'm a big, big, big Marvel fan. Uh, but but seriously, you, you the guy who wrote and who wrote the worst of the of the X-Men movies, the absolute worst of the X-Men movies. What do they do? They give him writing and directing uh, ability for the last blowout big X-Men. Well, the other director is in jail or something, right? So <laughs> I don't know what happened to Brian Singer. Maybe he's in jail, maybe not, but he had, he had some major controversies. Oh, yeah. Him, well, him and Kevin Spacey. Well, he was, he was like, he was one of those cats that was, I mean, look, I, I worked in the entertainment industry in the 90s, and it was like, Kevin Spacey, people kind of rumored about it. Everyone knew about Harvey Weinstein, uh, everybody knew about Brian Singer. So, uh, speaking of conspiracy land, just throwing this out there: two of Kevin Spacey's accusers both committed suicide in the last like weird. I know, <laughs> yeah. like weird. What's up with that? Uh, and uh, on that vein, uh, a uh, another big letdown uh, was uh, besides Dark Phoenix. Uh, cats. I don't know if cats is a letdown. <laughs> cats. Can we talk about cats for a second? First let's, of all, we got to talk. Let's talk about cats. We got to talk about cats. Okay. I, I don't even. Here's the deal, though. I, it's not a letdown for me because I've never even seen the musical. Uh, I'm not even sure what songs are the IP of Cats. I, I'm sure I've heard them, but I'm not even sure which songs belong to the to the Broadway musical Cats. <laughs> well, first of all, this this is a movie that nobody asked for. It wasn't like people were like, you know, look if if they if they did a Hamilton movie, I would be I'd be like buying tickets today. Um, well, I, I was. Tangent, quick tangent. Uh, there's a new the, Lin Manuel Miranda is releasing yeah. a new musical uh, in summer 2020 that is completely unique, very much in the style of Hamilton. Um, that should be something to look for. No, is, uh, is that is is? Are you talking about In the Heights? Yep, that's the one. In the Heights was actually his first musical before Hamilton. Oh, it was I didn't know yeah. that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that should be interesting. But 
Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, if you're listening, which I know you are. Of course uh, you are. If you, you're, you're, if, you're a listener too. Mark Cuban, Lin-Manuel Miranda, two of the f- seven. If you do a, <laughs> uh, a, a, a movie, uh, a Hamilton movie, please uh, do it. Like, I, I would love to see it take place in modern times. That would be awesome. That'd I think cool. that would just be like a, like a, like a cool, like uh, sort of thing. Twist. The, so the cats movie came out and uh, in the first time in movie history, t- two things happened. Number one, uh, they patched the movie because apparently the effects well, were explain, explain that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, the movie was not done uh, when they, when they released it, apparently they didn't, have enough time to finish the effects. And so they decided that they, in order to get more people into the movie and, and to qualify for uh, the Oscars, right? They, they decided to patch the movie with updated effects now uh, because some of the effects weren't quite finished. Uh, but, but in, in all honesty, these cats are kind of creepy because the way that they did it, they put like real fur on the humans, but they're some, really creepy, but some of the fur wasn't rendered yet. And so they thought, Oh, okay, well we'll, we'll just update it and send it out. But apparently notice, but, but apparently it was so bad on so many levels that people are actually rushing to the theater before the patched version came out to see the unpatched version. <laughs> they should have just left the, you know, the movie. And so it looks like it's going to not only lose a lot of money, but go into the Rocky horror Hall of Fame of uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a stinker. It's a, that's a, one of the biggest flops. Uh, well, I mean, the budget probably isn't that bad. What's the budget on that thing? Like a hundred million or more? Yeah, I think it was a hundred million. But just a note to Hollywood: look, uh, you don't you don't if no one's asking for the film, don't just don't. Well, this is this is how this is kind of interesting, though, because you had the trailer when the trailer came out. The same criticisms that came out with the movie were out there in the public. And there were like this trailer came out around the same time as the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. And you have two different reactions by the studios. Uh, The Sonic the Hedgehog trailer came out. The studio decided to revamp the entire special effects and delay the movie um, because the design of Sonic was creepy. That was the exact same kind of wording. It was like it was creepy. So they actually did that. Whereas the cat studio, I don't even know who put it out. Um, they decided, no, fans, they don't know, whatever. We're just going to put it out there, see what happens. And uh, apparently it didn't work out so nicely. And uh, it's so bad that they had a huge, like, Oscar campaign all set out, and they were putting it out there, like, for your consideration ads and everything, and they decided, you know what, we're going to cancel all this. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Apparently this movie's not good. The critics don't like it. The fans don't like it. Nobody asked And for it, it made, like, $6 million opening weekend, which on a $100 million budget, that's, uh, it's, that's called a flop. Yeah. So, uh, and then, um, uh, finally, uh, the overall, uh, biggest letdown I think of 2019 is the list of movies that are going to be coming out in 2020. <laughs> and for the first well, time, name, ever, name, name me a couple of those. Cause I, I haven't, I'm not been well, paying that close of attention. Well, they're, they're, they're finally, uh, they're finally going to be releasing, uh, the, the, uh, mutants, the new mutants movie, but they are releasing it. Yeah. They're not, they're not, they didn't shelve it. They, I thought they shelved they, it. Well, some money to be made there. Uh, and it actually, it actually looks pretty good. Uh, but uh, but the but the movies that are coming out it, 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 like the, the biggest movies um, and I'm just kind of throwing some out here. Black Widow, which should be fun, you know, it'd be good, it'd be yeah. good. Uh, another James Bond film should be entertaining, but I also believe that James Bond is kind of past his prime. 
Yeah, and Daniel Craig, the last two movies in a row, has said he wanted to slit his throat, or slit his throat, his wrist. Of course he slit says wrist, that. Yeah. Instead of playing James Bond. And yeah, it works every time he gets more money. Yeah, so because we got, like, they, we got like 30 million this time. Yeah, so. they back up a dump, <laughs> dump trunk full of money, and of course he's going to say yes. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess I could survive one more movie. But, but I, I think Bond is is kind of past his sell-by date. I think that Bond, well, like, you he, know. His character doesn't really age into the modern era of culture. Right, like, right. It's like, a, it's like a trapped in like the 80s or 90s. Right, the, well, yeah. six it was like the misogynistic like you know cold yeah. war hero i so anyway you know it should be entertaining but i'm not super looking forward to it wonder woman 1984 looks entertaining looks good uh yeah. mulan the live action mulan uh not maybe maybe <laughs> uh birds of prey mm. <laughs> probably not well you know it's like it's, it's like i'm sorry dc you guys have dropped the ball you're not. You're not. You're not going to get me excited at this point for any of your. Well, properties. the last. I think their last two were six. I mean, I think it was Aquaman and Joker were the last two. So they've had two big ones in a row. Joker, um, I liked, but but you know, the thing but I, it's not really related though. It's not. Like, well, the, the thing, thing I liked about Joker, and this is this is what I found so brilliant about it, is it wasn't the origin story of Joker per se. It was the origin story of the energy that created the Joker. And I yeah. like that. I like that 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 the influence of Joker started somewhere, and this is what influenced the real Joker. And I I thought that was a clever take on it, uh, and it felt a lot like a like a you know. Although I, I think I saw that they greenlit a sequel, so I'm sure they're gonna uh, retcon that, and this is the real Joker again now. Whatever, <laughs> they'll find a way to fuck it up. I'm sure. Uh, a Top Gun sequel, nobody asked for. Uh, although to Tom Cruise's credit, I just saw American Made, which came out in like 2017. Oh, yeah, I saw that a while ago. Yeah, it, it was entertaining. Look, the guy's okay. a, the guy's a lunatic, but he, he chooses <laughs> great <laughs> projects, and he 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 puts a lot of effort into his projects right, too. Right, like, I, even though even the Mummy, like it's a bad movie, but like he, he tries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My, my favorite part of the Mummy, just total random, and we, I think this whole show is random. Uh, is when him and Russell Crowe are fighting and Russell Crowe is like, you are a much younger man than me. And Russell Crowe is actually younger than Tom Cruise in real life, which I just think is funny. I don't know why. Be- well, one of <laughs> the-, the line of dialogue was that, though. He's like, you are much younger than me. One, one of those people <laughs> drinks Xenu juice, and I'm not going to yes, say which and one. And one yeah, yeah, I mean, Tom Cruise does look like 10 to 20 years younger than Russell Crowe, yeah. so to be fair, it's, it's accurate. But he actually <laughs> is legit. But phys- like, age-wise, Russell Crowe is slightly younger than Tom Cruise. Yeah, but Russell Crowe has not aged well. Well, unfortunately not, not like that no. um let's see we've got onward which is a new pixar i i'll definitely see that uh the the eternals is the one movie i'm really looking forward to and Did you see the guy the guy from silicon valley the what's his name i don't know his name the guy the guy the the indian oh yeah the indian he puffed actor. out for this movie he's like he's yoked i can't believe how ripped he is holy he's like, smokes and he's like you know if you ever seen silicon valley he's yeah. like a nerdy guy you would i mean I'm not saying he's not in shape, but he doesn't look like he's going to be buff. And the dude is ripped. He posted something very funny. He goes, he goes, look, getting this ripped is easy. All you have to do is work out solidly for six months. Don't eat anything that you ever like and get the trainer from magic Mike to train you for two hours a day and then and train, be back. Yeah. And then be back by oh. a studio. Uh, you yeah, be back by a ton of money. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're, you're obviously guaranteed a, a certain amount of millions. I mean, even if it's a low, it's going to be right. still in the millions. And I'm sure, that. I'm yeah. sure that there was some, uh, uh, you know, some sort of steroid or something involved oh, as well. Guaranteed. Um, guaranteed. Jungle- Linda Hamilton for, uh, Linda Hamilton for Terminator. It, it said she took, uh, she was taking growth hormone and, uh, and, 
and testosterone or whatever because she couldn't get in shape without it. I mean, she's crazy. too old. She, but she said she had like crazy uh, mood meltdowns. And so that's an interesting story. You can Google that one. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I wouldn't fuck with my body chemistry like that. I, I haven't get. I got a, a Jarman watch. That's one of the things I, I started doing. I started doing CrossFit again, and I've been getting into really good shape. So who knows? Maybe I will get that buff too. We will see. Uh, I'll, yeah, do, we'll see. I'll do it before and after. We'll see who can get buffer in 2020, uh, me or you. A couple of other be. quick movies coming out. Jungle Cruise. Spoiler, it's me. Your Jungle Cruise? I, I get, no, I get buffer than you oh. in 2020. Oh, I, I'm sure you... I'm, we'll see. Well, only one man enters. Two men leave. <laughs> jungle Cruise, uh, whatever, The Rock in the Jungle. There's a whole joke about, like, The Rock being in Jungle movies. He's been, I think, like, five, like we'll get Jumanji. You have uh, Welcome to the Jungle, or not not Welcome to the Jungle, uh, Journey to the Jungle or yeah, something. Journey to the Jungle Cruise, uh, the... The rundown is in the jungle. Like there's a bunch of whatever. Still not excited movies. about it. Artemis Fowl could go either way. Quiet Place Two. Uh, we have yet another Bad Boys movie. Now, can I'm just going to pause here. Another letdown. Uh, I saw part of the new Michael Bay film that was released on Netflix. <laughs> Holy not a letdown! Oh, oh my god. That was like it's Michael Bay. There's nothing let down about Michael Bay. They That's could build. Expected. They could build a school in like Africa, like several schools for what they put into this. It was like what they what they blew up. It was just, just money that's images, not stuff up, probably. images flashing on a screen. That's all it was for two hours. You know uh, what I think is going to be a, a huge flop is I saw the trailer for Doctor Doolittle, or it's called I think it's called Doolittle now with with Robert Downey Jr. Looks like a very big budget. I don't think. I, I don't see it. I don't see it working. And they're dumping it in like mid January. So like anytime, you, you know, that's a bad sign. So I think Robert Downey Jr. is about to have a big flop on his hands. It could go either way. Uh, you know. It could. No, trust me, it could. I, I don't I, my, I don't have my finger on the pulse of the youth market necessarily. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 I'm not I was not into the trailer at all. Uh, we have uh, tenant, which is uh, the new, oh. the, the, you know, bizarre looking, but yes, that I'm excited for that because that's Chris Nolan. Yeah. Chris Nolan, Chris Nolan yeah. who has never made a bad film. He's one of the few, few directors that has never, ever made a bad film. And uh, I think it's just because he cast Robert Pattinson in that movie is probably the only reason that Robert Pattinson will be Batman when the next Batman yeah. comes out. Uh, we also have, uh, what else we have? Sonic the Hedgehog pass. Uh, no, thanks. Ghostbusters uh, reboot. I'm actually excited yeah. about that. I'm not excited about it, but I'm, uh, I, I well, will see yeah, I will see. I give you correct. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, another Kingsman sequel or prequel, if you will. Um, dark season three. This is back to Netflix TV, but dark season three is my number one expectation wow. of 2020. Well, that's cool. I, I have no, I like, honestly, there's like, uh, Handmaid's Tale is going to be uh, uh, is going to be my jam, but uh, Fast and the Furious Nine, no Dune. Well, we'll see. Uh, Bill and Ted. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Fast and the Furious Ten. I just I'm going to skip nine. Bill and Ted. Yeah. I'm actually very <laughs> excited about Bill and Ted. Uh, however, as we know, there's been so many sequels that 20 years later they do a sequel and it's just a Fucking I can name them. Yeah. Dude, Dumb and Dumber 2, Bad Santa 2, Zoolander 2, Anchorman 2. And the Star Wars them. trilogy. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good night. So anyway, we have a lot of, uh, you know, there's nothing coming out really that, I mean, who knows? Something will surprise me. But my prediction, one of my predictions, and we'll get into our prediction show uh, next episode. But uh, my prediction is that 2020 is going to be just fair for movies. And uh, I don't think that there's going to be anything that's going to blow me away. 
I have no idea. I, I, really, I haven't even like looked at the landscape. So you when you you read it to me and I, I mean, that reminded me, I, I guess I knew a lot of that, but uh, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what to expect. And there's always a few that like get through that you never heard of. Like, I know I'd never heard of the Irishman until like, like midway through this year. And some of these movies that come out that, but I still haven't seen it either. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and finally my biggest, uh, the biggest like peak experience I had all year, uh, was uh, going and taking uh, Iris to go see the Book of Mormon. And uh, that was mm. great. We went to Amsterdam. We saw the Book of Mormon. That was fantastic. Had a great time. I loved it. I miss live theater because it's all in Dutch here. And my Dutch kind of sucks. So it's hard for me to follow shit. But um, yeah, so Book of Mormon yeah. was was probably my top experience. All right, well, I'm excited for this predictions episode next. Um but yeah, that's that's. I, I think I've said everything I need to say. I think I'm. I think I'm. Do you feel complete? Good. Do you feel complete? I feel complete. Right. I feel complete for the moment. I'm sure, like ten minutes from now, I'd be like, "No, I forgot. Well, I should have said that." Uh, and uh, yeah, so subscribe, and we've got. Uh, I think this year's going to be great. And this is this is our our gap episode. I don't think anyone's going to listen to it, but that's and cool. email uh, email at okay. So email info at marketinggeekspodcast.com with the word gap episode. Just to confirm that you actually listened this far in, because if anyone did, like we just know that you're like our best. Oh fans. yeah! In fact, I, I, I'll tell you what: if you if you actually email that with the word "gap episode," then we will give you a prize. What should we give? Yeah, you? We'll, well, I don't know. We'll give uh, maybe uh, we could do like a consulting call or something. Or, oh yeah, know, like maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We can't do that for everybody, but like the first for the everybody, first, like like, I, I, like the first what the first person that actually does that, which will probably be like one person. It'll probably be like in twenty twenty one. Somebody will have revisited. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, uh, thank you for indulging us because uh, we just like to indulge ourselves. But uh, we we honestly <laughs> thank you for listening to the marketing geeks. Uh, this was uh, one for the books. This, this was an interesting one, <laughs> and we got another interesting one coming up, and then we will resume our normal interviews and everything. We got Christopher Lockhead coming up. Uh, we already recorded it, so it'll be dropping in the beginning. Yeah, of yeah, back to our regular scheduled programming. And until then, ladies and gentlemen. We, we, who else do we have? We have, we, have, we have Christopher Lockhead. We have Philip Stutz, the political marketer. Oh, um, and then we have the social media marketing professor, Professor Nick also. So we yeah. have those three in the, we've, in the can. We've, and we've got, we've got a whole bunch of really good guests coming up, too. Iris has been busy booking, so... Uh, yeah, until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to The Marketing Geeks. Stay classy. How long was that?